Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about time portals, cameo appearances, and Princess Leia. She's she's finally. I mean, she, she, this was two years after uh, you know Lucasfilm had been purchased by uh, the Walt Disney Company, so of course it's going to make a crossover in Once Upon a Time in one form or another. I would have loved, and I know that this is only a me thing, but like, I, I mean, I like the Princess Leia thing, but it'd be like, hello, I am General Skywalker. Thank you. <laughs> like General Leia Organa. Thank you. Uh, yes. I don't know if that quite would have flown in the fairy tale land that was. Don't care. Time travel. <laughs> well, I'm Beth Alderkin and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm bracing myself for Snowmageddon. Here in here in Ohio, we're we're either getting eight inches of snow or twenty four inches of snow. They're not sure. So, yay! Well, Abby, are you saying that the snow is going snow to drifts? Drifts. <laughs> drip, drip, drip. I did like that. I was like, oh, snow drifts! Yay, snow drifts! Snow drifts, good this episode. Snow drifts in the street, unsafe. Let's just stay home. That's right. We are talking about season three, episode 21, Snow Drifts, which is a play on the season one episode, Snow Falls, which was the episode where Charming and Snow met, which I think was like episode two. Uh, Yeah, it was very early on in the series. So this is a play on that. Uh, Although, interestingly enough, the international titles, only Spanish went with Snow Drifts. Uh, all the other ones were different, and all of them were different in very weird ways. I'm going to go through them real quick. Go for it. Um, well, in French, we have l'effet papillon, the butterfly effect, which is uh, apropos, but they actually never mention specifically butterfly effect. Uh, they do mention it. Oh, they did. Oh, well, I know that they. Oh no, I'm thinking the ripple effect. Yeah, I mean it's essentially the same thing. They just specific, didn't specifically say the butterfly effect. Although, mm, was, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we've got in Portuguese we have uh, time portal, although they have it written here in the literal translation, so they have it portal of the time because it's portal uh, del tiempo del tempo. And I'm like, guys, come on, let's be let's be real here. That sounds cooler though. I know. The, t- the portal of time. <laughs> Uh, we've got in Italian uh, the course of events, and German, knocking it out once again. Uh, we have Emma's dilemma with history. <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of bad, <laughs> but I love it. 
sound like that was the the episode that was performed in front of a live studio audience. Like Emma's dilemma with history. Ooh. Oh no! Oh yeah, when when Emma and Hook kiss, it's like, Ooh. and then when Hook punches Hook, <gasps> oh. yeah, we should. And then when Ruby sh- when Red shows up and everyone just yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the cameo appearances. The, the 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 guest star stops to like look just off the camera for a second for the applause. Hold the hold for applause pose. Yeah. Oh oh. Well, it would have been a monkey baby. Pause for thirty seconds of just standing ovation applause for the greatest Big Bang Theory joke of all time. <laughs> well, this is part one of the two part season three finale. And you can tell that they put a lot of money into this one. They put a lot of time into it. And for good reason, this is a very fun premise. And you can tell that the actors are having fun doing it. Um, Although you can't help but laugh every time uh, when you have snow on screen, because you'll have like the, you'll, you'll have Mary uh, Mary Margaret up close, uh, Jennifer Goodwin. And then anytime she's far away, it's a woman in a cloak. And you're, and yeah. (laughs) Close up face cloak, far away cloak, never in between. Yeah, it was just like, oh, wait, this is the this is the hero cloak. This is the hero cloak. <laughs> got a background, got a wide shot. Uh, yeah, this was again, and I've said it a thousand times. They do finales really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this, this had a lot of, and it also seemed like there was a lot of love and attention in this episode because it was like, hey, we're talking about our own lore here. This is something that's established. We're playing with time travel, and time travel is always super fun, even if we don't quite establish the rules. Um, but this was, I felt that little bit of magic, that magic of this is the once upon a time I knew and loved, and I know that that's what we're supposed to be feeling because we're supposed to be going for the ride with Emma on this one. Yes. Uh, now, yeah, I felt like this one was uh, written very well. It was uh, written by Robert Hole and David Goodman. Uh, I don't really know Robert Hole's work very well, but David Goodman, like, he did The Thing You Love Most, which is like a standout episode from season one. And um, and uh, the, uh, the director, Ron Underwood, he did plenty of episodes, including Red Handed, Is This Henry Mills? Like he was involved for a long time. And pretty much he directed in every single season and in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, um, he did one episode in that one. So, like, he's been involved for a long time. So, these are this is a good crew of people working on this episode. Um, and, and yeah, and, and I thought that there was a lot of cleverness to it and uh, a lot of heart um, in a way that I felt better served where the characters are right now. Um, I will say I did also watch the second part which we're going to talk about next week which was written by the showrunners and you can tell a stark difference in how they write the characters i feel like um david goodman and robert hole write them for as they are and um and edward and the other guy (laughs) write them for who they originally created them as and it doesn't gel very well and it's gonna be very interesting to talk about i think Ooh, I'm excited to compare and contrast episode next week. Ah, once upon a timing. Yes. Uh, yeah. This was this was a lot of fun. Uh, in a lot of different ways. Cause you're right. I'm and now that I think about it, I liked the the characters were a lot more well rounded. They were. Um, there were a few times where, like with with Emma in particular, where I felt they were kind of 
being a little weird with like her motivation and stuff, particularly her reason for wanting to leave. I, I get it, but also like it's just disappointing to me because at no point are Regina's feelings taken into consideration at all. Once again, yeah. like she's not a part of this, even though she technically does have legal custody of Henry still. Emma never got custody. So like, but I guess maybe if they changed with the spell, maybe the spell changed that whole like maybe the adoption papers are gone. I don't know, maybe, but but at the same time, it's like Henry has his memories back, like, and so does Regina. Like that's you can't like even though legally, she may may not have, uh, what's the word? She doesn't have rights to him. I mean, I think that that's still like in the terms of like a relationship in which like the guy's name isn't on the birth certificate, but he was there for a really long time. He can still sue for custody. Like, yeah. you can still be part. Like there, there's precedent for obviously. In the court of fairy tales, not so much because they'd all just decide this at Granny's diner for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that, you're right. And the, when you pointed that out a couple episodes ago, I've I've been keeping an eye on it. And you're right. Like Regina also doesn't super seem like she had the motivation in this episode of what do you mean you're leaving and taking away my son? Like she didn't say that. She's just like, no. What do you mean you're leaving? Oh, and it's all sort of like. We're not dealing with the fact that Regina would be a lot more forceful if she found out that Emma was going to hightail it with with. Oh Henry. yeah, she would be livid. She, like yeah, she she would be making a scene. Full stop. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I will know is this: uh, according to some interviews, uh, Jennifer Morrison and Colin O'Donohue said that this this two parter was uh, some of their favorite episodes they ever made uh, for the show, and. I get it. It makes sense. They get to have oh, yeah. a lot of fun, including some oh, adults for only fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. She started, like, toying with his hook, like, when she's toying with past hook. And I was just like, okay. Oh, we're going here. Cool. I love the dr- them drinking, their drinking scene. Um, I love this. And this, this they got to cut loose because they never had to be their own characters, like, normal. Yeah. Like, normal motivation. It was just like, hey, your motivation is to distract him and your motivation is she's got cleavage go yes and and yeah and there it's it's all make-believe like they're in a make-believe land with the modern perspective so it's very it's very fun to see them like cosplaying essentially like they're doing larping and it's great Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and run through all the bp uh before portal escapades before we jump in and get into uh, our wonderful uh, timey-wimeyness that we get in this episode. Uh, we open with a very a seemingly random scene, although uh, later on it will not be so random, um, not only for this two-parter, but also for season four. This, is going, this, this scene is a very much a hint for what we're going to get. Um, we see a young girl with a getting a Mickey Mouse plushie. She has been adopted. Uh, she is driving away, leaving behind all the sad orphans standing outside, looking sad. Why do they all have to stand there and watch? Like, I, I understand, like, hey, say goodbye, but let's all watch her get in the car and drive away from your life for forever. This seems unnecessarily traumatizing. No, and this isn't good for the kids, and it's not good for the girl who's just gotten a new home. Like... You won't, you know, she needs time to bond with her family and then like, yeah, you say goodbye inside and then that you send them to go play and go do their chores or whatever. Like you just have sad 11 year old Emma Swan standing there looking sad, hair looking fantastic. And, and then the foster, the foster manager is just like, don't worry, you're going to get a home one day. Foreshadowing. One day you too will live in a house. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I do. I, this is just me nitpicking. 
there's times when they have to like indicate that who they're talking to to make sure that you understand what's happening even though anyone who's watched two episodes of the show knew that the the girl with the uh full adult emma wig on was emma uh was supposed to be emma but the way that they always say it like i they always say the name at the end and it always sounds like really like don't worry one day you too will have a home emma when you when normal people talk they say the name first like that's like it feels literary for the name to be later for me for whatever reason i don't know i have no absolutely no ground to stand on it but like it just sounds so hokey when they put it at the end it sounds so forced but if she would have just been like emma don't worry honey you'll be fine you're gonna have a house one day one day you can't live in here forever at 18 we have to legally kick you out (laughs) Yeah, that's so. I have a similar uh, nitpick of something like because this is a, a writing device for dramatic tension. It's like, don't worry, you'll find it home, Emma. Dun dun dun, Emma. The yeah. other one that bugs me, and this happens so much in the show, is when a character does that thing where they say their first name and then their first name last name. Like it just happened in last week's episode, Kansas, where she, and, and it, uh, it's just like, what's your name, Dorothy, Dorothy Gale. I hate it because it's supposed to create this dramatic tension, but I double hate it when it's a character we already know the name of before they say it. Like, of course we know yeah. this is freaking Dorothy, Dorothy Gale. She's she's in a gingham dress. She just came in on a tornado. Her house flattened a witch's hopes and dreams. <laughs> we know who this is. It, I just a 10 out of 10 would have been so much funnier. What's, what's your name? Courtney? What? <laughs> what? Just and just out of nowhere, like we just completely shift. Just be like, yeah, she's in a gang of dress. Her name's uh, Courtney. Uh, she's actually evil. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I these devices they just they drive me up a wall. Mostly because again, like I said, they're they don't seem real. Because in real life, you stumble and you do weird things. Like the thing I literally did today when I saw someone on the street while I was walking my dog, and I was like, oh yeah, hi, I I worked with your daughter. Uh, a couple of years ago and she goes oh that's wonderful what's your name and I went well this is Daphne introducing my dog and I'm Abby and she's like oh great we walk-. and I walked away and I'm like I'm a lunatic <laughs> like that's the kind of interactions normal people have they do things like that all right well we go to fast forward Beth you're supposed to say yes Abby that's perfectly yes, normal Abby, that's perfectly normal thank you Beth <laughs> Beth Beth Elderkin said so Beth so I'm going to introduce myself to every person forever. Like James Bond. Bond. But yeah, see, it's not even James Bond. You're not even doing it right way. Yeah. It's like Elderkin. Beth, Beth Elderkin. Like, that's cooler. Is it, though? I mean, my, my name's a little... My, my, my name suits the Enchanted Forest, so I don't... It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Haven't you been accused of, like, the kin on the end of your name has to give you grief on the internet? Yeah, yeah. I've been accused of being an other kin many times. Um, especially... Stuff out there. Yeah. Stuff out there. Yeah. I'm not. Just FYI. Not to say anything wrong with that. It's just not me. It's not my life. Okay, anyway, fast forward to present day. Um, uh, Mary, Margaret, and David are holding their newborn baby, and they're chilling. They're having some fun small talk. Emma's trying to get them to say what the baby's name is, and and then um, Prince Charming is just like, no, what we do, we usually save it for a coronation. It's not a coronation. You're not naming him king. <laughs> I don't know why they called it a coronation. It's not. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, you don't, he doesn't get announced until he's king? Is a, That's a long time for no yeah. one to know what his name is. Respect. 
And I also like how it's a tradition for their king. I guess it's a tradition from Snow because James never had this because he was a farmer. So, like, James talking about this, Charming talking about this, seems very strange because this wasn't his life. Charming's trying to act like he's old money, but he's definitely new money. Mm. Stop acting. Stop trying to take. There, That's a culture. You're not part of this. Uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy this because it's so... And then they throw it away immediately. Like, that's what's worse about it. Not only did he name the wrong thing and give this random explanation, but then it's just like, but we're not going to do that. We're going to have a party at the one set we have, which is Granny's. <sighs> Yay. Where? Why can't you tell your daughter? Why can't you tell your daughter? Why can't you tell? That bothers me so much. This is just more keeping Emma at arm's length. She's not everybody else. It's. I, I I mean, it's for dramatic tension. It's for the reveal and everything. But logically, you're 100% right, especially because this might sound a little weird. I feel like she should ask, the, the, the parents should ask for Emma and Rumpel's blessing before naming him Neil. Ooh. Like, I feel like it's... I agree. Yeah. Because that's a big thing to do. And... Emma is now related to someone who shares the name of the guy she banged. And, and it's, 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 we, and also like Rump, Neil was Rumpel's whole world. And I, I just feel like not even, they don't maybe need to get permission, but maybe just a heads up. It wouldn't have had the same dramatic feel. And Mr. Gold's reaction when they announced the name next episode is worth it because it's very beautiful. And Robert Carlyle sells it so well. But if you think about it as people, not as a dramatic story, if you think about it as people, yeah. it's kind of rude. Listen, th- everything they do revolving this baby is rude <laughs> because they then later at this scene, they're just like, this is this is our baby. He is a symbol of us all coming. He's not a symbol. He is a person. Babies don't save your marriage. Babies don't fix you. Babies do not heal the kingdom. They are not symbols of anything. St- stop it. It dro- drove me nuts because that's the same thing. Like, again, spoiler alert, they name him Neil. But they do it like it's such a selfish thing. Neil didn't mean shit to either of them. To, to, to Charming and Snow White, Neil didn't mean a damn thing. It's something for their daughters. Like, it's a selfish choice. I, I, it, it, and, and it's a selfish choice for him to be some symbol of their healing and everyone coming together. He's not that. He's a baby. He's a baby. You accidentally got pregnant. I don't know what to tell. I mean, I think it's, I, I do believe it is a very sweet gesture gesture for them to to name him after Neil because Neil was such an important part of their lives and part of their daughter's life. But you're right. He like he's not a symbol. But they also did the same thing with Emma. Emma was a symbol of hope. Emma was a symbol that they were going to get out of like when they were pregnant. Snow was like, we shouldn't have gotten pregnant during this time. And, and Charming's like, no, the people need hope that life is going to go on. And that's why we're having this baby. Like, they do this shit all the time. Babies are a reflection of them. You know what? I'm going to just take back every single thing I said because now I'm remembering the crown. I've been complaining that they don't act like royalty enough. This is very royal of them. They are having children to continue the line, but they're pretending it's something else and keeping them all at a distance. They're not parents first. They're themselves first and parents when it serves them. Got it. 
cool. They're royalty through and through. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, before we head over to Granny's, we got to make a pit stop at uh, the uh, at Robin and Regina's sex club where they're having they're they're having sex times by a fireplace. It's you know what, like. It, this is a very fun contrast to to the whole family baby situation because like Mary Margaret and, and, and James, they're exhausted. Uh, they're they're they've been up everywhere. They've been stressed. And then meanwhile, you have like Regina and Robin by a fire with like crudite and wine and cheese, and they're about to like do the do before in front of a fireplace. So it's just very funny to me. Just like this funny contrast, and like Regina's like living her best life. She's doing great. You know, I don't know. I don't think I ever, like, I always liked Regina and Robin. I feel like I never gave them enough time. So I'm now I'm really reflecting on it while I'm watching their relationship bloom. I liked this scene because this had a very, like, unintentionally adult uh, storyline to it. It's, like, just two widowers having very frank conversations about, hey... I had a love of my life. Me too. He died. She died. It's my fault. My fault too. Do you want to have sex until the feelings go away? Yes. Desperately. <laughs> Please. Please. I I agree, but I also slightly disagree because of the narrative reason for Robin Hood bringing this up out of seemingly out of nowhere. He's like, we're having sexy times. This is great. Let me talk about my dead wife that if she wasn't dead, I would never move on ever. If she somehow is alive again, I would never move on. Uh, if she came back, I would never move on ever. And I'm just like, you're not just saying this. And then, and then, like three no, scenes yeah, yeah, later, yeah. we're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, "Oh, yeah. that's why you're saying it." Uh, oh, uh, I did. I did have to laugh though because the comparison. And I'm not saying they both died, so they're both very traumatic events because they both witnessed. It. They both witnessed it, so it's 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 bad. But the comparison of my the boy I had a crush on when I was like 16 years old. Uh, and wanted to run away and never live my life again was killed and now it put me on this war path of whatever uh, versus I am a fully adult person who got married started a family and that person was taken from me there's a little bit of an apples to orange situation uh, because Regina definitely does the you know it's like oh yeah my love of my life died it's like I okay okay I get it I do I love at any age but okay um, okay. So, so Abby, have you watched next week's episode yet? I have not. Okay. I'm not going to say anything except there's going to be a moment in that episode where you're going to text me because you're going to be so angry. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm not going to so tell excited. you when. I'm not going to tell you what. I'm not going to tell you why. But there's going to be a moment you are going to text me and then we will talk about that. <laughs> So just just for some some behind the scenes stuff on my end, whenever Beth tells me this, I start getting in my head going, I'm not, I'm not going to text her at the right moment. And then I'll be watching it being like, okay, what's the moment? What's the moment? And then something weird and innocuous will happen. And I'll be like, what the? And I'll start texting her. She's like, I knew it. I'm like, that was it. How does she know? How does she know every time? <laughs> Beth, the shoes. I know the shoes. <laughs> We're high, we're of a hive mind now. This this show has it. has, has, has right blended here, right here. our brains. It. Okay, so love it. We had oh, so um and then also Regina reveals the the prophecy from Tinkerbell and I can't believe somebody has to deliver that with a straight face. Tinkerbell said I would find true love with a man with a tattoo. It's you. It, God bless her. 
It sounded like, think about it. If someone would have told you that, this is, I, calm down Swifties before I go into this. This has a Taylor Swift quality to me mm. because whenever I think about Taylor Swift songs, I just think how much creepier they'd be if she were singing this at the top of her lungs out in your front yard in the rain. All of her love songs sound like 100% more demented if you visualize it that way. Don't ask, but that's where I'm at. Where When she does this, like, he's already pretty besotted. And, you know, he's like, this is great. This is working. I love... If anyone looked you dead in the eye without blinking, being like, a fairy, he took me to a bar and I saw you. It's just like, he was like really, he was really nice about it. And he was just like, well, time just has it. Like, he's still being real smooth. Like, well, you know, time is just needed to be the right time. But that's an insane thing to tell a person. I saw you through the window. I was too scared to come in. I'm so glad you're here now. What? That's terrifying. It's terrifying. Objectively, it is. It is. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. No, I agree. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we head over to Granny's for the baby shower slash coronation. Um, and one thing I noticed was uh, I, I, I'd never really looked at this in the set, the set setting before. Uh, but up on the wall, they have all the, the menu items for Granny's, like the special, daily specials. They have the cheapest food. Like Granny's waffles are like $1.25. Like why? I love it. What? Well, I mean, it does. It makes sense because no one has any money, so no one can afford anything. But I, I also partly expect it to be like we'll barter for squirrels or something. Like, like they have a full on barter system uh, for grannies. Smash cut five years later from now, where like the most expensive menu item for like no reason is the poke bowls. Like it's just like you can come here for like five dollars. You can get a like a full course meal uh, with dessert and stuff to go. Or, for a cool $20, you can get a poke bowl uh, that Granny made because she doesn't quite understand what poke bowls are. It's a fried chicken. Like, I still think they aren't real. I still think that it's like Granny calling it a poke bowl, but it's fish sticks, like, on a bed of rice (laughs) with maybe a side of soy sauce. She's like, yeah, poke bowl. Yeah, yeah, kids today, they love them. Red, Red went to New York, came back, told me about these. Make them all the time. And guacamole, because she doesn't understand what it means to put avocado on it. And this is wasabi. Granny, this is... Granny, this is avocado. No, wasabi. Wasabi. <laughs> Did you mean to get my crossbow? All right, so they are all hanging out at Granny's and getting ready for the big name reveal, which does not happen in this episode. Uh, and, and we get a lovely reminder of how Snow and Charming met. I, I mean, this is, this is corny exposition thing that's solely to inform what happens later in the episode, but I, I felt it worked. I felt it's written well. It does make sense that, uh, Snow and Charming be reading the story, like kind of pomp and circumstance as part of their little party. Uh, I like that Henry was involved. I thought that was cute. Uh, I thought it was cute that Emma was involved. Uh, but then things get real awkward real fast um, because uh, Hook shows up. And um, at first he's like joking that Charmin should have ended up with the daughter of King Midas. And I thought that was I liked that back and forth. I thought it was real fun. He's a pirate. He likes gold. He's a very uh, mission. Gold cleavage. That's Hook's motivation. <laughs> and as we know about Hook, he's a messy bitch who loves to stir up the pot. And that- Which is exactly what he yes. does five seconds later. He stage whispers. Like, it, I don't remember what the conversation was, but he was just like, and then Emma's going to leave for New York. 
oh, oh, did I say the quiet part out loud? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> then suddenly, like, the entire main cast arrives. Yes, they all this, they all coalesce I, around this, I this love secret. This so much. I love this so much. Because it's just, like, Regina comes walking up, like, pretending her hair isn't must from sex. And she's just like, yes, Swan, where do you think you're going? Mm-hmm. And then Rumple shows up with Belle, because we haven't talked about why yet. And just... I, this, I love this so much. It's so corny. It's so terrible. But then, yeah, Emma just, like, skedaddles. She's like, you don't understand. Yeah, so she she heads out to the park. Hook pursues. And then Charming and um, and Henry, I almost called him Peter Pan for a second. That's where my brain is whoa, at today. Whoa, I know, Vectrex. That's earlier in the season. Uh, they notice a giant column that has risen up in the sky because the portal has awakened. And I did forget one little detail about Rumpel. You you, you were right. Um, he hides the dagger in the shop. And um, and then Belle comes in being like, it, just doing the equivalent of, oh, these, these, these boxes are so heavy. I can barely lift them. And they're like air. They're like made of styrofoam or something. Like... I felt so bad for Belle. She's like, it's too much power. Take it away from me. And and I'm like, girl, you're, 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 it's, it's, you know what it is? It's when someone is given a mocktail and not told it's a mocktail. Like when, when a kid gets like a little kid, that's like drinking margarita mix and thinking that they're getting super drunk. They're thinking they're getting, yeah. 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 This Belle, Belle was lit on margarita mix. So, what made me laugh about this, because first of all, 100% correct. Second of all, th- what made this scene so funny to me is that because we know that it's a fake knife, like, th- I don't know how Belle couldn't have understood this because Rumpel is being so laissez-faire about the knife. And that's fine. He literally at one point just like puts it in, his, in her purse for it. He's like, no, here you go. It's like, no, if that were really his knife, he would just been like, you need to put it somewhere safe. Yes, let me help you. Put it, like, let me help you think of ideas, but you need to put it somewhere where I don't know where it is. Or something like that. But also, if you change that scene, and instead of her holding a knife, she's holding a loaded gun, ten times funnier. Because she's just waving it around. (laughs) And she's like, I don't know what to do with this. It's too much power. So now just put, like, a Glock in her hand, and now suddenly it's terrifying. (laughs) Ah! Belle, knock it off. That's a fully loaded weapon in your hand. Uh, and yeah, he, he, she, he like slides it in her big red purse and she's like, I guess. And, and after the, uh, the portal opens up, um, they all head to the police station to try and find out where Zelina is. And, uh, they decide to consult the, uh, and cause Rumpel's like, um, it couldn't have been me. Belle has my dagger. Uh, you know, like, shrug, shrug. I can't, I'm not responsible. She did make me do the dishes the other day. Ladies, am I right? (laughs) Can you imagine her just pulling this out of a rumple? I command you, do the dishes before the cheese sets. But luckily, they have a security security camera that records on Betamax. But unluckily for them, Rumpel apparently has control over Betamax waves with his super dark one powers. So he changes the, 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 he changes the image to show Zelina um, what he they called basically dying by suicide, um, How collapsing did they see that? herself. I didn't see that. Well, that's what he says. He, yeah, she like I know, but he yeah. like she like she what she does visually is she she's doing what happens to her, but it's making it look like she's doing it to herself with her hand, and then she shatters. Is that? 
I don't know how they didn't see that as an escape attempt. Yeah. Like, that's what I would have read that as. Well, yeah, because Rumple basically Rumple interjects to, like, explain it to them that this was her dying by suicide and that released her essence to activate the portal and all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. So they're like, it seems like none of them trust Rumple, but then they trust Rumple to explain everything for them. And he's being so suspicious throughout this whole thing. I love Regina. Mm, yes, she must have had a lot of residual magic left over in order to pull this off. Sorry, what? Roll back. What are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, they're just like, well, that's it. She died. She opened up the portal. Now, it's very important. No one touch the portal. If anyone touches the portal, dire things could happen. Look straight into camera. Don't touch the portal anyone smash cut to emma in the park ignoring her phone call from her dad which like she's holding an iphone and then the screen that shows david calling with like what looks to be like a a glamour shot from the woods i don't, I don't know why she had this photo on her phone this is like a publicity shot he from sent season it to one her. he's like please i i wish it were like real dad text like a, an actual panicked dad you get phone calls and then a bajillion texts answer where are you where are you we have to talk ring miss call miss call miss call answer 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 hello miss call miss call <laughs> yeah he's he's not like this was very very convenient he just calls her once and she can ignore it and i just i loved it uh hook shows up they have this very weird back and forth about why Emma's trying to go back to New York. It's because she doesn't feel like she has a home. There's a whole thing about there's like no place like home. If you have a home, you miss it. And she's never missed any place she's left. Uh, she doesn't say she misses New York. She just wants to go back there. It's I I feel like they're close to a good motivation, but I feel like it's not 100% there. But that also could be just my disappointment that I thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean, all she had to have been like, listen, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you right now. I don't want to sit around and watch my parents raise a child. I can't deal with it. Hopper is not qualified to deal with this trauma. I'm not ready for it. There's a reason. There's an absolute reason. I don't want to watch my parents raise a baby because they didn't raise me. They put me in a cupboard and I was in the system for 18 years. Like, that's a, that's a good reason. That's a solid reason. That's a solid reason. Another solid reason. She doesn't want to share Henry. She she wants to be his mother. She's lost out on so much, and she wants to make up for that lost time. Um, But they need a reason that can get solved in the next episode. They need a reason that can get resolved by timey-wimey shenanigans, because Hooray! what do they spot off in the distance? It's a portal rising to the sky, and they're just going to go check it out. And they, they, they get, they get sucked. Well, Emma gets sucked in, in, I love, I love, I love, I love this actress. This is not her best moment of falling into this portal. This was not a standout moment for her as an actor. No, um, I will say that I, I love this episode as a, as a hook and Emma shipper, uh, because I, I don't know, like it was corny as all hell, but like when Hook lets go to go in, he's just like, when will I stop chasing this woman and lets up? I'm like, I love him so much. Like, it's so corny. Uh, but yeah, so he follows her in. I love that he's just like holding onto her with his hook in the dirt and like no one's doing anything. They're just like being stretched. 
No one's pulling. No one's trying to save you. We just fall into the portal. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I mean, as much as I miss Neil and Emma, because I still do, like, this episode, when I watched this episode, I was like, oh, I get why they wanted to do this instead. Not only because Hook is, let's just be honest, has more of a charismatic personality than Neil does, just the way he's written, um, but also... This is just fun. This is a kind of fun that we couldn't get with Neil and Emma. Like this, right. like the character, the characters as they're written and the characters and the way that they interact. This is fun, and we get a lot of fun as they go through the portal, Abby. Let's let's go on the journey. Where do they end up? Or should I say, it's, when? It's not where. It's when. But it's Day. but it's also where. <laughs> yeah. Well, we go back in time and also to the enchanted forest. Uh, they land in the Enchanted Forest, and I love that, again, this is all just part of the medium, I guess, but it was just like, where are we? Where are we? Oh, and they like, he points at a Snow White uh, poster. I My favorite part about this whole thing is that Hook has the most handle on time travel, even though Emma's seen all of these movies. Like, she makes a really way too long-winded joke about Back to the Future, like, that, that whole bit goes on for far too many words. Uh, but I do love how much of a handle Hook has immediately on time travel. We can't change anything. No one can see you because they'll remember you later. We need to just find Rumpel and get the hell out of here. And she's like, oh, I guess, but whatever. What's that over there? Oh, it's the evil queen showing up looking oddly like a pirate. <laughs> uh, like, looks bomb as a pirate. But oddly, like a pirate. I, I feel like the hat she... was a mistake. I, I think the rest of the outfit was great. I think the hat needed to be a little taller. The hat definitely had, like, Disney Captain James Hook to it. Yeah? yeah or, or Like, the red with the lace. You know what she looked like? She looked what did like, she look like? The, the, the red, the woman in red from Pirates of the Caribbean. They turned her into a pirate on the new ride. Ah, uh, yes. She looked like her. Yes. Okay. Hmm. So she shows up to this mysterious village that has Geppetto in it and Pinocchio. Who else was there? Was Granny there? I feel like I saw Granny no, there for some reason. Granny was not there. Why did I feel like I saw Granny? I'm going to rewatch it. Uh, I saw somebody else there that I thought I was surprised by, but definitely Geppetto. He's like, no, please don't. Don't raise our entire village. We are but simple people. And I love, because the whole time we're watching this from like Emma's perspective, because she's never seen Madame Mayor quite like this before. Uh, Emma kind of makes a crack at the pantsuit and basically because Regina's looking for snow can't find snow uh, reveals that they have some woman and they're like this is your fate if you hide snow from us and it's like I am gonna go be a hero and hook you I just told you I just told you not to do stuff so we have to just watch her die yes she dies that's her fate sorry she's like Ugh, I guess and are we we're supposed to remember who this is, right? I did not. Oh, you didn't? I didn't know who this was. Who was this? Are you? Did you look it up? Are you honestly asking I genu- me? I genuinely have no idea. Was this a person I'm we not, were supposed to know? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. I want to wait till next week. I'm Got not it. telling you. I genuinely have no Perfect. idea who this person we're, is. We're, we are, we are okay. saving this. Because I remembered who it was. But I'm not going to say anything. Okay, yeah. I don't remember who this was. I'm going to sip my wine. I'm going to sip my wine. 
No thoughts, only Emma in corset. Uh, <laughs> they go and find some clothes on a line, and he's like, listen, you have to get out of this leather jacket. It's not in vogue. And so she has to put on this corset, and her just... She had straight-up evil cleavage. Like, that's so much cleavage. Like, this corset did not fit her, and her boobs were trying to escape. Yeah, but she looked hot. <laughs> Oh, she looks so hot. I do love that she was like, stop staring at my hair. I'm going to use my giant hair to cover it all up. And I I like this because I like that Hook was trying to be like, he was trying to be suave, but he was also trying to be respectful, which was just like darting his eyes like, yeah, yeah, you look, you look fine. This is fine. This is great. It's great. He was it's trying fine. to be suave and charming. And also suppress the boyhood horniness that he had. Like, he, oh, like, yeah. just, he wanted to cop a look, not just because he thought it would be like, hey, what's up, girl? But also just because girl boobies, amazing. I want them. Look, the woman I'm absolutely devoted and in love with. And now she's in a corset. <sighs> Keep it together. <laughs> Keep it together. Uh, I, I love the, I love Hook's arc in this episode so much. I love that he gets jealous of himself. Uh, so, so, so they go and they go, shoot, they go and find, they, they run into Charming and Snow's meet cute. Uh, I do love that in the diner, there's a, there's a joke about, about the baby's parents meeting over an armed robbery and Snow says I wasn't armed, and then there was a joke about a rock. She has an entire axe. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's a weapon. Uh, so we see the whole scene. We get to see uh, we get to see Charming's would be bride, who I I love this. I forgot how much I loved how bitchy she was. Like you're just like I hate her. I don't want her to marry Charming, but she's still amazing. Like she feels like they took like an extra for mean girls and just dropped her into this episode. She's like, ah, this all sucks. I hate it so much. So instead <coughs> of, uh, charming, because we get the full shot of like, he gets out because there is a tree in the way that snow has cut down and charming fully puts down the wedding ring in a satchel. And it, like the camera just like po- fully points at it. So we have to stare at it. Okay. That's what Snow's supposed to be taking. Charming goes out there Emma and Hook are hiding, and Emma is having this very, like, awestruck moment of being there to see her parents meet. And this this, this is the kind of stuff that made me feel all warm and fuzzy, because this is, this is the stuff that she's supposed to be like. This is the stuff that's turning around her very shaky reasoning for wanting to go to New York. Like, she's now a part of this. She gets to see it with her own eyes. It's a real thing, not just pictures in a book. And as this is all happening, she catches eyes with Snow. Snow fully falls out of a tree and just makes out for a run. And the ring never gets stolen. So Snow and Charming now never meet because their own daughter is interloping on their meet-cute with a boy who thinks she's cute. Dun-dun-dun. I also really liked this scene because not only was Emma seeing her parents meet, which is a very emotional moment, but she's also seeing them in basically their true form. Like this is them at yeah. their 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 core because the only time she's ever known them has been when they've been, you know, when they've been uh, hypnotized into believing that they're different people or when they have both personalities meshed into one, but they're still living in modern times. Like she's never seen them in their element like this. So it's not just their connection, although that's a big part of it. It's also her just like getting to like, just 
experience who like experience her dad walking around with a sword being like it wasn't it wasn't fallen it was cut sound the alarm call the guards like that i think that would probably be so awesome I think as a as a as a as a fellow lady, I like this is like seeing your mom back in her heyday because like she gets to see Snow being a badass. Like Snow falls from a tree, hits the ground, and keeps running. Like this, I feel like she would like have rushed up to Mary Margaret, and be like, "Mary Margaret, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine." Like even though they've been on adventures and done things together, I don't think Emma really got a full grasp of what Snow White is because also Snow White. To Emma, probably still elicits the seven, like the Snow White Disney version in her brain, you know, like the yeah. red lips and la la. So she doesn't see it. So now she gets to see it. This whole episode, she's just staring at her own mother in wonder, being like, wow, my mom was a badass. Like, yeah, these two people didn't fall in love just because they were attractive. They, <laughs> they love each other because they're both badasses. Like, you're now getting to see that. Uh, and so, she, but she's like, oh no, I ruined everything. <laughs> I've ruined everything. We need to go meet Rumpel. Good surprise. Rumpel's somehow already here. Like as they're discussing it, he's like, I've already found you. You, I need to kill you and starts <laughs> murder hook. I, I think my favorite part about this scene, well, there's two things. One, I thought Rumpel's lines in this episode were great. He was written so yes. well in this episode. He was agreed. He was classic Rumpel having fun but i also loved emma's what the fuck face when she saw rumple as rumple like it yep. was it was more intense than when she saw her parents as fairy tale characters she looked at this guy with green very poorly done green sparkly makeup and is just like what the hell that would be the harder one to see yeah you know what i mean like because the gold that she knows, the Mr. Gold she knows, is just kind of like a wily dude with a cane and some, like, in the uh, in Neverland, he was wearing, like, a really cool jacket, but he was still the hair and the face of the guy she knew. It just looked like a dude in a costume. Seeing him fully like this and full tilt with the voice and the mannerisms, oh, just full on with the flares and everything. Full Rumple, 100% Rumple in his heyday. Love this. This. Love this. And we even get a moment where she says what you and I have long thought. How how, do, how does she, he fall in love with Belle? Because he's such a dick to her in the past. Yeah. And this was like, I almost felt like the writers were trying to present it like he was being quirky with her. Like, go read your book. Go do your thing. I could turn you into a toad. Tee hee hee. Aren't I funny? I'm like, no, this is not okay behavior. For whatever reason, the little Scottish tilt in his voice came out for read a book. I can't do it. I've been trying to do it all night. Read, read a book. book. Read a book. I love that. So It just scratches a part of my brain that makes me so happy. Uh, but yeah, we get to see that. He, she gets to see Belle being just be like, okay. I love, I love this so much. She's like, oh yeah, Rumple told me all about you and he's like i did not she's like oh he did i'm like great great emma you've now made it worse you've made it worse he thinks she talks about <laughs> damn it uh and so she leaves so rumple is going to help them because he kind of gets it because basically emma is just like listen i know your son you're looking for your son you survive i'm the savior and so rumple's like cool uh how do i do it you know what 
don't tell me. I want to be surprised. I don't want to get in my own way, which is very convenient for the plot. Um, and so they find that Snow is trying to barter with Blackbeard to leave and is failing because she does not have the, she does not have the dinero to do so. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate this because the next scene is Hook being like, well, I know a guy with a ship. And Emma's like, who? Who do you know with the ship? Dumbass, it's me. <laughs> I just, I just, I mean, Emma's just, she's, Emma is being so overloaded with information. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cop that up to, she's dealt with enough. She has no real room in her brain. Like, I get, I get it, can it, only be, it can only be a person brought by a cyclone. I was brought by a cyclone. Yes, dear. Um, so, I'm still laughing about that. So they go and they they start working up a plan as to how they're going to get, uh, basically, they're going to get Snow to go steal the ring anyway because there's going to be a very loud and terrible uh, (laughs) palace event that will distract people enough that Snow can break into. So they first have to go get Snow. So the plan is that Emma is going to use her her, uh, wide tracts of land uh, to go distract past Hook into not going onto his ship. And then Hook is going to get Snow onto the ship, present day Hook, onto the ship and get her to get the ring. Uh, so I love Smee in this episode. Poor Smee. <laughs> because present day Hook walks onto, this, onto the thing. He's like, Smee, uh, you need to go get that woman and bring her. He's like, Captain, is that a new vest? No, shut up. Just bring that woman down. Okay, I'm sorry. Wait, he's like, snow. you're acting strange. Smee is so attuned to Hook. It made me wonder what was going on there. Because Smee, he, Smee yeah. is so attentive. He notices when his boss changes clothes and comments on it. And then also notices he's acting slightly different than normal. What is going on, sir? Do you need help? I'm here for you. Smee, Smee listen... Listen, sometimes you fall in love with your boss, but you don't really know it until it's too late. Listen, listen, it happens. So Snow is brought onto the ship and then Hook is like in the shadows. She's like, yes, you will need to get me this ring. And then she's like, okay. And he's like, yeah, and then I'll just take you in my boat. And she's like, cool, I'll definitely do that. Meanwhile, Emma is like getting past hunk oh, past, I, past hook <laughs> i mean kind of one in the same it's it's fair it's fair i i've i've lost complete control of my faculties uh <laughs> and she's pretending to drink this whole time they're also drinking out of very strange little shot glasses i think they're super cool they look like creamer cups because they look like they have pore spouts on them for a second it's strange uh but Hook is just shot after shot of rum, and Emma's just, like, tossing them over her shoulder. And he is trashed. And she's, like, fiddling with his hook. And she's like, how'd you get your hook? It's so funny. Oh, my God. Ah! And she's, like, she's being the person who uh, tricks du- tricks dudes into going on dates with her before she serves them. Or, you know, brings them in for bond. And he's just like, no, we're going back to my ship. I have a ship. It's big. It's awesome. Um, we're going to go there. We're going to go have sex. Totally. Let's go. She's like, no, no, no. Let's sit here. He's like, fine. We'll sit here. Okay. Let's go back to my ship. Like she cannot. It's, it's like trying to like, he's like a cat. 
Because he's just like, yeah, totally, absolutely, I'll absolutely get up on this counter, back on the floor. Like, it's just, boop, boop, boop. Uh, And she's just like, yeah, 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 like, we'll totally, totally go back to your ship. Because she sees Snow leave, so she thinks she has time. (laughs) She gets down, she gets down into the captain quarters. Present hook, or past hook, is up on the thing, just drunk as hell. Like, me. So I'll come into the captain's quarters. I'm very drunk, and I have a lady. It's gonna be amazing. And it's me, sir. That's another new vest. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> please, I'm so Talk stressed out. Talk to me. Talk to me, please. Your hair is also kind of different, and your eyeliner's a little bit. I don't understand what's going on, sir. Smee, shut up. I'm drunk. Leave me alone. And he goes into his captain's quarters. Smee looks so stressed out. I, he's like, Captain, something weird's happening. Because it's like, something is weird's happening. You're still talking. Gross. And so he leaves and he goes down to the captain's quarters, which is where Emma and Hook are talking. Hook hides underneath the table and is like trying to get out while Emma starts flirting with Hook and then starts fully making out with Full Hook. Full hard. Like, hardcore. <laughs> and like, there's a sound. And so present or past Hook is just like, what's going on? She's like, no, no, no. Oh, it's hee hee hee. It's so funny. Just like, full, just tongue all the way down his throat he's like this is amazing and then there's a tap on his shoulder and then present day hook clocks him as hard as he can until he passes out he's like he'll blame that on the alcohol we're getting upstairs i don't like how handsy he was being what a dick let's go (laughs) got jealous of himself i love it so much it's so i love this whole thing was very funny i i I, I do, like, with the scene between Emma and past Hook at the bar, I agree that I think part of it was her kind of calling on that Bill Bonds person experience. But I also think part of her was, like, really enjoying, like, just no holds barred, being able to just flirt relentlessly with Hook because she's has a thing for him, but there's been a lot of complications. But this, she was just able to let go and just be hardcore flirtatious with this man she's into and he, no complications, was able to just be hardcore super flirtatious with her. And I think she was just really, like I said, she's LARPing. She's she's LARPing yeah. a, a million Wattpad entries. Yeah, the, yeah, the laundry. Well, because this is a different version of Hook. Because it's still the same guy, but this guy doesn't know her like he knows her later. Like, they have a different dynamic. Mm-hmm later that emma can't get out of her brain she can't get out of her own way on the fact that who hook is what he what what he knows about her and he's very again and this is not saying this is a bad thing but he's very respectful of her and he wants to take his time and he wants to do this the right way meanwhile past uh past hook drunk as hell just just wants to get boned he doesn't he is not in love with this woman he just thinks she pretty with boob and so, like, that's a different dynamic. And, like, she felt more powerful than that. Like, I feel like she feels off balance with present day Hook. But past Hook, that guy, she's got figured out. You, a drunk guy, I have this under control right here in my palm. This is what Emma likes. She likes to be in control. So she got to have fun. Go for her. Dude, she got to have fun. She got to flirt hardcore. And uh, and then uh, for, for one split second, while both Hooks and Emma were downstairs, uh, a million and one more Wattpads were formed of what if... What if this just went kept going? Oh, God. when was the time traveler's wife written? <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So yeah, so they go. They Emma, uh, yeah. Snow goes to goes. She's like scaling a wall. I love that they're just like on the side, like by a moat. 
Like, she's doing it. We're so proud. And Rumble's like, I have an invitation for the ball that's happening. Oh, who are you taking? You both are idiots. <laughs> You're going. Oh, okay. And they both, like, start going. Hook in his full, like, leather regalia. And then Emma in a cloak. You will be going to the royal ball. We will be going in these clothes we stole. No. As peasants, we will be the, you know, Miller's daughter vibe. The peasant and the pirate. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my. Ooh. Oh, that's got to be like 14 Harlequin romance novels with that exact title. 100% it is. Uh, and so he's like, I will give you fancy costumes. And he whoop, whips them up and gives Emma the precursor to the Outlander dress because it's long sleeves, doesn't have quite as much cleavage ironically not as much cleavage as the outlander dress we've seen enough cleavage today apparently uh but this big red dress i like this i don't know if it was supposed to be a callback to that like red tube dress thing or it was just like red dress pretty on emma because she looks it's a good color on her looks amazing i I think it's also a callback to red leather jacket because like you know hook makes a big a couple mentions to that when she's needing to like dress up for dress for the town so dress mm-hmm. for the time. So I think that like putting her in red, yes, it's a great color on her, but I think it's also her color. And it's also Snow's color because the red of the apple, red lips, all that stuff. Like red is a very powerful color in in fairy tales and in this and, and in Once Upon a Time in particular. But yeah, she looked great. I thought the neckline I actually could have used a more decollage, but uh I agreed agreed you know like especially after following the following the decollage of the um of the peasant garb i'm like just 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 let him fly free just let him let let the girls have fun let him breathe let him let him let him breathe let him out they've been under a leather jacket for years uh i do by the way i just want to make a mention uh punk album of the year red is the color of snow just i'd buy the hell out of that oh. album. <laughs> Um, so they go into this ball and I love this because Emma is getting like the full fairy tale treatment. Like this is, if you talk to any like fan fiction writer or anyone that reads like fantasy, like uh, historical romance and stuff, like this is what you want. You want to go back in time is to have a hunky boy with you. Uh, you get to go to a ball. There's a dress. It's going to dance. There's food. There's drama. Like this is the whole thing. This is a, this is a, an actual fairy tale for her. I love this. She gets to go in. She stands out. Not like a sore thumb. What's what's something that stands out like a good thing? A diamond in the rough? I don't know. Bell of She's the ball. Just... Boy, my brain not work at all today. You're right. Bell of the ball. She looks stunning. And uh, Hook dances with her. They don't dance. Or should, you should say Prince Charles dresses dances with Princess Sorry. Leia. Prince Charles. Princess Leia. I love that so much. Uh, I love how long they had to think about it. Like, first of all, Emma, like, is such a better liar than this. And it was like, oh, his name is Prince Charles. His name is Prince Charles. And my name is Princess Leia. Like, he's like, excellent. Amazing to meet you. Not at all weird. (laughs) It's probably fine. He's a king. He doesn't have time to think about it. Yeah. And... So this is King Midas, and this whole episode is kind of like he's got the gold castle, he's got everything is gold, all this stuff. Um, how did he f- father children? 
is it we talked about this we, we have this. i don't think we i don't think we came up with an answer when we talked about it last time either because like it's a whole i feel like we had a whole yeah I, I, was he cursed after I, i'm like i mean is it just his hands like because yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean he has to be because if anything touched his mouth or his throat it would turn to gold and he'd just be swallowing gold like it has to just be his hands right I feel like we 100% already had this conversation and it definitely went down a very weird path. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. Cause I had the same thought while we were watching. I'm like, how does he get dressed? Does he have to wear special gloves like Elsa? Like what's happening here? Uh, also, how does he not know who's invited to his ball? Like they make a big show about the fact that like Regina bursts in and he's like, she, he had to invite her. Okay. But how does he not know who you are then? Like, he's just like, ah, strangers at my ball. Fantastic. He asks no more questions. He's like, just have him arrive and the king not notice them. Like, that was a slip up for me. Uh, But as they're doing this, the meet cute is happening. Because I feel like they could have, what is her name? What is Charming's betrothed name? I lost it. Well, in the future, her name is Catherine. Um, In the, she's princess. It's princess. Anyway, it, anyway, Catherine. Catherine's there. Cat, past Catherine. Uh, I, I think they could have 100% given her a cell phone and we wouldn't have noticed. Because she had girl texting vibes. Oh, yeah. I would uh, dance, but my shoes hurt my feet. Do you want me to get your shoes? Yeah, I guess. Like, never looking. Like, she just was toying with the fan as if it should have been a phone. Oh, yeah. She 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 was already over, to, uh, over the party before she even went. Yeah. But and like so he, you know, her yeah. her true love is like f- turned to gold for her way. She's just like not into this at all. No, she is fully like we what we now know is just fully disassociated from her own life. Like she is just checked out. Uh but Charming goes upstairs to go get the comfortable shoes. What are they? Are they a pair of vans? What's happening? And snow is breaking in and they basically have their meeting on the road but in that bedroom and it's cute. Because, like, she's, he's like, you're a girl? Nah. And she, she, okay, so she hits him with a rock in the original version of this. In this, she hits him with, like, a stone jewelry case. He should be dead. Oh, yeah, that's like, like that would have killed That was, like, him. silver or pewter or something. Like, that would have knocked him the crap unconscious. But apparently he, she kind of missed because it only, like, scratched his face. Uh, and so he, she makes a run for it. Uh, Catherine comes running in. She's like, the bandit! Snow White is here! Snow White is here! What a snitch! King Midas' daughter is a snitch! I love how he got the cut in the exact same place. The reason being, in this episode and next week's, it's a mix of, like, new footage and old footage, and they had to give him the same scar for the old footage. Although, like, they don't do anything about his hair, like... From moment to moment in this episode, his hair grows like three inches. Love it. Love it. Uh, so, so now the the alarms have been rung. Uh, there is a bandit ab- about. <laughs> I love that, like, Emma immediately gets caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because she, she goes, she, she's like, I need to make, I need to make be a diversion. Immediately is caught. <laughs> and Hooker's like, damn it. Oh, no, I'm skipping ahead. I'm skipping ahead. She goes upstairs, she sees Snow uh, escaping, and she gets to see this really fun, 
I think this is cute. Like you're, you're witnessing it where it's like Charming is screaming out the, his window. Goddamn kids. I'll find you. I'll always find you. So it's like that. Yeah. They're nice little. He says their line as she's riding away in the woods. And it's just like, my parents are awesome. This is amazing. Uh, but then they start getting into like fisticuffs with one of the guards and the ring is on the ground. She's running away with nothing. She somehow dropped the damn thing. So Emma scoops it up. Hook decides he's going to take care of the guards. And so she runs downstairs. Runs downstairs and is immediately, is immediately apprehended by Regina and her, her guards. And says nothing this whole time. Uh, which I will save my judgment until later. Uh, until we watch the second episode. But I was like, this is a weird time for her to go stone silent. Yeah, all she did was just uh, disrespect the queen by calling her by her first name. I love that. I love that so much. Just be like, oh, that's 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 the kind of rabble rouser you need. Someone just be like, ha, Regina. Ah, <laughs> oh, a death wish. I see. And and so she gets hauled away. I loved Hook's like disappointed, like but like understanding, like ah, this is this is exactly what was supposed to happen. <laughs> Damn it! Of course she got caught. Of course she got caught. And that is where we leave things off. Uh, and it is for this week because uh, when the episode originally aired, it was actually aired the same night, the eight and nine o'clock hours. So it was actually feel like a two-hour experience. But we're breaking it up, guys. We're gonna wait until next week for the rest like of the be- saga. Um, I like that a little bit better. That'll be a this was this was a good episode. This had mm-hmm. the old school magic to it. Had a little bit of fun flair we got to see some people it was a little clunky in a couple of spots think mostly with some dialogue i think but i like this i think the thing i liked the most about this episode was how how much stuff they cram into this thing like when they got to the portal they were about as we were about 15 minutes into a 40 minute episode and i was like i was like there's no, I, I legit thought the stuff that happened in this episode happened in two episodes because there's so yeah. much. They get through the portal. They, uh, they, they see Regina for the first time. They see the parents and they interrupt the meet cute. They go see Rumple. They go to the party. They stop Snow. They, they help Snow. All this, a lot of stuff happens. And it's the kind of thing where normally this would feel incredibly rushed, like what we got with the Kansas episode last week. Mm-hmm. But it was so well balanced and it moved so well. I was actually like the whole time, like this is. It was so well paced. I I checked the time at one point because I I thought a lot more time had passed. Yeah, I was like, oh, this must be like a really long episode. I'm like, nope, this is a normal size episode. And you're right, I didn't feel rushed. I did wish that some of the stuff would have gotten a little bit more play, uh, more than others, I think. Uh, but otherwise, paced well. This has good... The, uh, this, a lot of those episodes don't really have a lot of great rewatch value. I won't rate all of them like this. But this one, I could watch a couple of times, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Especially because it's it, it just really... The, the, the premise stands out. It kind of reminds me of a couple seasons from now. We're going to get that that wish realm season finale where yeah. uh, we get like snow and charming are evil and Regina's good and rumple is good. And it's like this really weird backwards thing. Um, like I'm looking forward. I like stories like that where we, where we get timey wimey and we get out of our comfort zone and we get to experiment, have some fun. Like remember they did a musical episode. Oh, uh, 
I do. I think, but the thing about that is that, unfortunately, you do have to slog through a lot of show to get to episodes like this, because the only reason that this kind of episode and the musical episode and the episode that you're talking about, the only, like the Wish Realm, the only reason that those are satisfying is because we have so much of the show's own lore that we have instilled in us like we don't get to watch it for a couple episodes then get to see wish realm and then do time and travel like it doesn't just all get shoved into your brain like this these are the results of a long running show uh and that's why i like episodes like this like these are payoff shows these are payoff episodes where it's like hey thanks for being here thanks for thanks for sticking around uh we're gonna have some fun with characters that you know and stuff that you already know and so it's not gonna feel weird i feel like as a bottle episode, it would be confusing to somebody, but as a once upon a time, you're like, I could watch this show isolated a thousand times. Yeah, it's kind of like the Citadel DLC for Mass Effect 3. Like, it only makes sense in context, but it's also, it's bringing all the characters that you know and love together, um, and it's letting them have a little bit of fun. Um, I was into it, and I'm looking forward to talking about uh, the episode next week, There's No Place Like Home. Yay! Oh, the I cannot wait to talk because they're they're gonna tease the season four thing, and we all know what the season four thing is. It's very. F- I gotta. I I want to know. I want to know when they started teasing because I have such a very clear picture in my mind of one of the promos for season four, of just walking through a room and then seeing Elsa's hand dance over some stuff and snowflakes and stuff coming out and then it was like once upon a time it's frozen like it was just like it was something really corny like that i just i I picked i can just see the hand in the book i'm gonna have to find it uh but i wanted to know when they showed it did they hype it between oh they aired at the same time did they hype it before the episode started you know what I mean? Like the week before being like episode or season four, or did they wait until afterwards? I just, I have questions. Uh, I'll look into that and I will hopefully have answers next week. But in the meantime, Yay. we want to thank everyone for, for listening. This has been so great. Uh, we want to thank our wonderful patrons, of course, especially our snow queen patrons. Uh, we're so close. We're so close. We're so close. Uh, this week's shout out goes to uh, Philip Korn. Thank you, Philip, for supporting us on Patreon. If you want to support us as well, you can go to patreon.com slash Timing. We are currently working on our next uh, special bonus episode. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for what you'd like us to talk about, be sure to let us know. Otherwise, we're just going to talk about whatever we want. That's just how life goes. But you know what? We're all it, No matter what, we're all going to have a great time. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. I am on Twitter at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we will be back next week with the season three finale. How did we get this far already? I, I have, I genuinely have no oh, idea no. what happened. It, <laughs> isn't it still 2019? What's happening? <laughs> so thank you everyone for joining us and abby we will see you next week see you next week beth